Peter Mullen, welcome along. Health and well-being, uh, just you today. G'day. G'day, Mark. So this week doing something a little bit different. Uh, you you want to tell us what we're doing this morning, this afternoon? Well, I did come in with um, a, a whole, topic. Yeah. whole topic prepared and organised about adrenals and thyroid, but um, I've been a bit crook and um, you've been a bit crook, so I thought today we'd talk about us okay. and um, share that with the listeners. So what... how to how to how to manage and treat you know colds and flus and hay fever and oh I love the sound of that very topical at this time of year with oh, that weather is... report you just put on there. Oh, look, everyone's crook. I started the day earlier by just coughing halfway through an interview and it went for about three minutes. So we don't. I want to get right for tomorrow. All right. <laughs> if I stop talking, you've got to keep going. I will do. I will try my best. G'day, uh, Leonie from Greta. You've got a. Oh, you're you're one of my people. You got hay fever problems. Yes. Hi. Uh, good afternoon. Hi, Leonie. Uh, Hi there. Um, thank you. Uh, I well, I suffer from hay fever myself occasionally, but it's more my my son who's in his early twenties. Yeah. Um, he well, he's been tested and has a dust allergy, but he also suffers from hay fever, and he's usually walking around the house sniffling, um, and he just takes. Um, uh, you know, I can't think of the name of the tablet, but the one you can take every 24 hours okay, when an, he needs any, it. Any histamine type? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he um, he he uh, did go to the John Hunter and was able to have desensitisation, but it's it's just um, impractical to get there. It's, yeah. it's within work hours, and yeah, so for sure. uh, yeah, for sure. Well, look. Um, so with um, hay fever, like you sort of inherit the tendency, um, yep. you know, it runs in families, sinus, asthma, eczema, hay fever. Um, so often you've, he's inherited that predisposition. Um, environmental factors sound like they're a trigger for him, dust, pollen, pollution, westerly winds, change in temperature. Um, and yep. Mark, Mark and I were just talking, we both had a bit of hay fever with those westerlies that started when the temperature changed. So, you know, it, lots of things can be a trigger. Um yes. What's really interesting, when you've got that predisposition, and even if he's got a, an intolerance to dust, Mark, you were saying one thing you always cut out of your diet whenever you've got hay fever? I, I always find that I'm bad when I'm on dairy. Is that a, a thing for you, Leonie, and, and, and you young bloke? Um, I seem to be okay. Um, I'm, I don't know about my, my son. Um, and, and my hay fever has really only come probably in the last five years i think it's environmental yeah look I, I tend to agree with you there so definitely from a dietary point of view dietary so you inherit the tendency environmental triggers dietary often tends to be worse for things like dairy wheat and sugar so uh-huh. um with your young fella tell him to definitely cut milk and dairy out at the moment and that may help reduce his um reactivity to the dust mite but um, the other thing that I find, Mark, what do you you said you like garlic and horseradish? Garlic and horseradish. Another when I'm doing a lot of that during the the hay fevery times, I seem to even when I get a little bit of a sniffle, it doesn't sort of develop into much beyond that. It helps to keep yeah. it in track. And horseradish, garlic's awesome as a natural type of antibiotic, but horseradish has an anti-allergy sort of effect. Um, okay. So get him onto some garlic and horseradish. The other thing I'd try is I'd try a really decent dose of vitamin C. Vitamin C right. is one of one of my favourite natural antihistamine type preparations. So, if you can get onto about two thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day as well, yes. Um, and I would try those two for starters. 
The other product that is really good from a hay fever point of view is quercetin. Quercetin is a bioflavonoid that's also in a lot of um, fruit and vegetables or vegetable fruit rather with vitamin C as well. So, but I'd try him on the garlic and horseradish, get a decent quality one of those, and get him onto that 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C off the dairy. And then if he's still having problems after that, then take him to see a naturopath that can um, make him up a herbal mix as well. But definitely, okay. definitely there's some great things naturally you can do without having to rely on those antihistamines all the time. Is there a certain dosage of the garlic horseradish? Oh, look, just as long as you go somewhere, you can get a really good quality one. Um, and you want to go fairly high dose with that as well okay. initially and then cut it back as you're improving. Okay. Sounds and like- that would be just um, uh, the vitamin C, the garlic horseradish would be... Um, whilst you've got the hay fever or like in that hay fever season? Uh, definitely in the hay fever season. So you'd have an acute dosage where you could ramp it all up and then once it's under control, then he'd need to be on a maintenance sort of thing for a while, particularly you know, if the weather's really hay fever as well. Some great yep. advice there. Uh, thank you very much, Leonie, and good luck with all of that. It's, it's not that pleasant. You just know when the wind changes, it's coming your way, Peter. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's a really good herbal mix that... Um, you can make up that has fenugreek's the other herb that I like for um, sinus and hay fever as well. And you can actually buy fenugreek tea, you know, made from the seeds. You do smell a bit like an Indian curry, but drinking fenugreek tea helps with, or helps with promoting breast milk, actually, if someone's having trouble producing breast milk, but it helps to dry out mucus and phlegm as well. So so are there some other things, uh, I guess, on a day-to-day basis? If you think, well, great, I've got hay fever, it's going to happen. Is there some other things that we should be doing on a on a constant level, more more of this, less of something else? Oh, uh, look, absolutely. Like, um, you know, keeping your diet as clean as possible, making sure you keep hydrated. Like, if you're producing too much mucus um, in response to your immune system getting triggered, like, you get quite dehydrated as well. So you really need to make sure you're keeping up the the fluids, good quality clear water, Um, drinking hot tea, um, hot lemon, lemon and ginger tea, you know, with a little bit of honey in it as well, really helps when you've got allergies or hay fever. Um, But definitely vitamin C is probably one of my favorite things for that. But um, there's some great herbs that really help. Uh, we're, we're talking coughs, colds, hay fever, all that sort of stuff for winter. And Alan at Fennel Bay, you've got uh, something for Peter today. Oh, you've got the post-nasal drip, Alan. Yes, that's correct. Hello, Alan. Hi, Peter. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, good. Um, um, my sto- story is that um, I, I've had post-nasal drip for a long, long time, and uh, I did have some injections in the nose uh, which sort of open up the the airways to allow the the mucus to drain uh, through the nose rather than go down the back of the throat. But uh, I was told at the time that's just a one-off thing. And um, every morning now, I, I sort of cough and splutter and carry on because I have so much mucus I'm bringing up. Yeah, okay. um, I don't have hardly any dairy at all. I have a bit of cheese every now and then. Yep. I don't have milk in my tea. I just have honey. Um, if I have a cup of coffee with my wife, we have soy. So I'm not quite sure what to actually do for it. Yeah, okay, okay. And have you had any um, allergy testing? Like, do you know, is it environmental stuff that triggers it or dust? I had an allergy or? test before and, and everything come back clear. Okay, okay. Well, that's, look, that's interesting. So, and do you, have you had, you don't have polyps, sinus polyps that are blocking the nose from draining or? No. 
No. All right. Well, look, a couple of things you can do. So you're obviously your body's just producing too much mucus, and yep. it's running away down the back of the throat. So that's basically what post nasal drip is. Um, yep. What I would suggest with you: Have you ever tried using sinus washers? Um, no, I ha- I've used a nasal spray. Yeah, no, but, try, um, try, try this. It's actually, because what it does, it, it, it helps if there's bacteria or if there's a bit of an infection there that's keeping this mucus being produced. You can get right. it, I think, just from the chemist. And um, it's like a saline wash. So you do it in the shower when you're having a shower of a morning and basically you squirt saline up your sinuses. And just right. from that, you can see if it comes back out the nose and then you, and, or you can get an idea whether there is a blockage somewhere there or whether it is getting right through. But try doing like a sinus wash every every second day for a couple of weeks and just see if that reduces the amount of mucus. Um, you may have an infection, a low-grade infection in your sinuses that's just causing you to produce too much mucus as well. So the saline may help knock that on the head. Um, the, okay. other thing, the other thing I would do is what I was talking with um, uh, before with Leone was get a really good quality strong garlic and horseradish formula. Okay. Because that'll help also if there's infection with the garlic, but the horseradish helps to re- reduce the mucus. And get onto some um, a decent dose of vitamin C. So vitamin C powder, I'd do about 4,000 milligrams a day with you. Okay. So 2,000 milligram tablets, two in the morning. So 1,000 milligram tablets take two in the morning, two of the night time. Now, if that, the garlic and horseradish, the high dose of vitamin C, the saline wash um, doesn't really help make a big difference and get it sorted, then I recommend it'd be worthwhile going and seeing a naturopath because um, what a naturopath can do is maybe give you some herbs specifically that you can add into that sinus wash because the most most plausible reason of why you're getting that excess mucus production is if you do have a low-grade infection that you're not aware of, or and or if there's still some sort of allergy or some reaction you're having to something you just they haven't come up with what it is, so you might just need to get that investigated a bit further. But try what I've recommended there for starters, and um, yeah, let me know how you go. All right, many thanks for that. I do appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, my pleasure. Thank you very much, Alan. Some great thoughts there. Uh, Kay is at Shortland, and Kay, you've got the flu vaccination on your mind. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Kay? Well, yes, I just wanted some advice from Peter. Um, I'm 75 and I live in a retirement village. You sound, you sound, you don't sound 75. <laughs> I don't feel it. That's fantastic. <laughs> and my son said I don't act it, but anyway. That's the most um, important thing. <laughs> I, I don't like taking medicines or tablets or anything like that, but nearly everybody here has had the flu needle and I just... I don't really want to have it, but I just wanted advice. Do you think I should have it living in this environment? Um, look, it's, it's one of those, one of those um, tricky areas. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one because there's lots of pros and cons about um, vaccinations. Yeah. And um, my, my thoughts are, like, if, um, if you're in an environment when you're around more people, like... Say if you worked in a shopping centre and you go in there every day and people are coming in and coughing and sneezing on you, I would always... You would need it. I would, not yep. necessarily the flu vaccine, but I would always be doing something to help keep your immune system healthier. 
So right. in your situation, you've got two options. You could do, you could go the flu vaccine. Um, the problem with the flu vaccine is we don't always know that that vaccine is exactly what flu is going to be coming around. And the other fact is that you've got to have it every year. So that just concerns me a little bit. Your other option is that you get onto some really good quality echinacea and that come the halfway through May or come the 1st of June, you start yourself on some echinacea and some vitamin C and zinc every day and you take that just through the winter months and you just compare that with your friends that have had the flu vaccine and see who gets sick or if they get if you get sick, who gets better quicker. Okay. So I, okay. Guess in, I guess in answer to your question, living in an environment where you're around a lot of other people that you can't always control who you come in contact with, I think it's worthwhile all of us to do something over the winter months to boost our immune system. But I would try the natural approach first okay. and it's see major. how that works for you as opposed to going down the path of just jumping on board with the flu vaccine, if that makes sense. Okay, just before you go, you said you don't act your age. What, what are you doing that's causing all sorts of chaos? That's... <laughs> No, no, no. It's it's just there's too many happy tell. hours here, my oh, son said. <laughs> too many happy hours. Yes, yes. All right. Well, but other than that, it's all good, yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd do that. Try try naturally to keep, but do take some things over winter just to help support your immune system, particularly around those happy hours. Which seem to be happening uh, quite often by the sound of things. Thank you very much, Kay. We know we don't like getting sick as much as we can avoid it, but you've actually got a bit of a theory that a little bit of a dose, a little bit of what I'd call an interruption every now and then is not the worst thing that can happen to you. Yeah, I think we have that thing in our society that, that you know, if you get a cold or flu, you're supposed to, you know, like the old ad, soldier on. But really, like to me, I always say from a from a life point of view, stress has to show up somewhere. And if, if you are a bit stressed and overloaded and you do come down with something, um, oftentimes most people, if I say to someone, why do you think you got, crook they'll say oh well i haven't i've been having really late nights haven't been looking after myself my diet's been atrocious so i think sometimes getting a dose of a cold or flu or more a cold ideally but it does knock you out put you to bed for a couple of days helps you to realize the world can get on just fine without you and um to my mind it gives your immune system a good freshen up so i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but the challenge is that, you know, people that are getting sick all the time, there's obviously something mm. not quite right there. Can a little bit, and I, again, stress just a little tiny bit, these little interruptions, if you get them that way, can that all, almost be in a way to, um, I guess, prevent you from having a major problem? Like, uh, almost look, almost I, like in a vaccination in, in its own right, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because like, the whole thing that vaccines are based around, particularly with any vaccine, is that exposure to, to a virus gives you protection against that virus. So, yeah, if you get a dose, a slight dose of something, ideally not a really bad dose, then you're going to have better protection. So, yeah. And the other interesting thing is viruses change all the time. And maybe as viruses change, our immune system needs to find ways of, you know, working that out as well, not relying on artificially trying to do that. I don't know. So I think, um, yeah, getting a dose of something is good as long as it's not happening all the time. The other thing just to point out as well is we were talking with um, Kay about echinacea. Remember, if you're taking something like echinacea, it has to be one that grabs a little bit at the back of your throat. If it doesn't grab, if it's really nice and sweet tasting, then you're missing the the actual active ingredients that's going to help boost your immunity. So when it comes to um, natural medicines, as I always say on this show, 
Um, make sure you see someone that's got really the top quality stuff because there's a lot of stuff on the market that, you know, it can say on the bottle what's in it, but you're not going to be getting the full therapeutic dosages. So herbs work phenomenally well. Like I was, I started to feel probably a bit fluey, coldy last week. So Thursday I was under the weather. Friday struggled a bit. Saturday I worked. I should have spent the day in bed, but um, and then but I hooked into a heap of um, Andrographis is my favourite herb if you've got a cold or flu, and um, I feel so much better on Monday back to work, and today I'm feeling a lot better. But I did spend the day in bed on Sunday, so I think to me it's about listening to your body. But um, the natural medicines can work really well and really effectively if you get onto the good quality stuff. And just very quickly before we let you uh, go, Peter, just some general things that we can do to try and keep ourselves uh, cold and flu-free as much as we can throughout the year. Well, a lot of common sense stuff. You know, don't don't overheat your rooms. You know, put another jumper on. You know, we all survived before. We had air cons and heaters and stuff like that. So don't go from hot to cold. Um, if you If you're out and someone's got a cold or flu, keep away from them. These things spread really easily. Um, wash your hands when you're out. Um, I'm not a massive fan of those hand sanitizers, but wash your hands with soap and water. That's the best way to reduce, you know, your contact. And do something preventatively. You know, take vitamin C and echinacea from now till spring. And, um, you know, I, I really, really feel that that's going to make a massive difference for a lot of people if you proactively keep your immune system more um, up there. Does amaze, still amazes me the amount of people that don't wash their hands properly, if if at all. Yeah. You see it. You see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right, Peter. Some great advice there. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, on Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for your time. And get well. You're still coughing almost as much as I am. So. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. You got there for a little bit. All right. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.